It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ live every weekday morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. Well, happy Christmas Eve. I love the Christmas season. And I think the reason is, is because it's a time where even the culture, even though we've kind of polluted it in recent days with materialism and consumerism and just a focus on ourselves, but it's a season where we know that there's something special. It's a season where we can slow down, theoretically, and pause and focus upon that which is most important. And as a Christian, we know that this is supposed to be a celebration of Jesus Christ himself. The fact that he came to earth as a babe. Well, I wanted to give you a short Christmas meditation as we enter into this next couple of days. In Matthew chapter 1, Gabriel comes to Mary and and foretells the birth and and says, Hey, you're about to be pregnant and congratulations and, and all this kind of stuff. And it says that when the, when the angel came to Joseph, that it says in Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, the Gabriel says that Mary, or she, will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. Now, it's interesting, when you, when you look at the Hebrew name Jesus, it's the name of God, this unspeakable name of God, right, which we often say Jehovah or Yahweh, but it's that word plus the Hebrew word for salvation. That the name Jesus itself in Hebrew means God saves or God is our salvation. Isn't that an incredible just thought? The, the angel says, hey, it's really important. Get his name right. You're going to call his name Jesus. And then listen to the end of the, verse 21. Uh, you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. So again, even the angel says, hey, his name's going to be Jesus. Why? Because that name, right, which means Jehovah saves or God is our salvation, that that is actually going to be what he is. Jesus is our salvation. Jesus is the one who brings salvation. What an incredible picture, even just in the name itself. Well, as we progress forward, we know that you know, Joseph and, and Mary had to come down to Bethlehem and, and register there. In Luke chapter 2, uh, we know that you know, they, they couldn't find a place in the inn, and, and so they, they go to the, the stable or the cave, whichever it may have been. And in Luke chapter 2, Luke records in verse 8 that in this same area, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Now, they're in Bethlehem. So this makes sense. Bethlehem was a shepherd's town, right? It goes back from like the time of David. And when you actually look at the, the layout of the land geographically, Bethlehem sits right on the border of the wilderness. And it's great because the sheep don't have access to all your crops because this is not the place where you grow crops. Bethlehem is the place that's great for shepherding. There's just a little bit of shrubs and some plants. And, and, it's, and it's, even to this day, it's still a place of shepherding. Now, most scholars tell us that shepherding, especially in this culture in the time of Jesus, a shepherd, it was often left to the youngest member of the family. And so when it says that there were these shepherds living in the fields, the likelihood is that it was a bunch of teenagers. <laughs> and yeah, there may have been some older guys there too, but the likelihood is it was a bunch of teenagers. So can you imagine this? 
In Luke chapter 2, verse 9, an angel of the Lord appeared to this group of shepherds, likely teenagers. And it says that the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were very afraid. But the angel said to them, listen, do not fear, for I bring good news of great joy, which will be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Isn't that amazing? So get this picture. Here are these shepherds. They're out in the middle of the fields, probably a group of teenagers. It's a lowly job. And what is this group of teenagers? Well, what's interesting, again, if you think about the context, Bethlehem was the location of not just the shepherds, but it was also the place primarily of the priestly shepherds. The shepherds that were watching the sheep in Bethlehem, those sheep were often the ones that were used for the sacrifices in Jerusalem, about five miles away. So think about what's happening here. This angel comes to the shepherds and says, hey, hey, this is exciting. Hey, don't be afraid. Hey, this is a good day. I bring great news. Hey, there's a Savior. The Messiah that you've been waiting for is being born. But then look at verse 12. The angel says, and this will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in strips of cloth or swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And it's interesting as you follow this through through the rest of chapter 2, right? The angels go and they find the place and they see this babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and, and lying in a manger. And isn't it interesting that the angels said that when these shepherds, these, these shepherds who've been watching sheep, when they see this baby lying in a manger wrapped in swaddling clothes, that's going to be a sign. Well, what on earth is the sign about? Well, again, if they're priestly shepherds, which most scholars seem to think that they were, you had this group of people, likely teenagers, who are raising the sheep for the sacrifices in Jerusalem. And when you kind of trace their history through, what you find is that when, they were, you know, when the lamb was ready for sacrifice, right, they would go and they would analyze it, inspect it, and make sure it had no splot or blemish or broken bones. Then they would take that lamb and they would put it in a feeding trough. Right? They would put them in a manger. And then what that shepherd would do is he would take swaddling clothes and would literally swaddle that little lamb so all the little legs would be pressed against the body. Because as they're making this five-mile journey from Bethlehem up to Jerusalem, right? if, the, if, the, if the lamb broke a leg or if the lamb got hurt along the way, it could no longer be a sacrifice because the lamb had to be a perfect sacrifice. And so again, what the shepherds would do is they would put him in a manger and or in this feeding trough, they would wrap this little lamb up so it's all tight and snuggly, and they would pick up this little lamb and they would carry it over to Jerusalem. So as a shepherd, as a priestly shepherd, as you would come into this stable, here's a man and this woman, and you'd see this baby who, just like the little lambs, is swaddled and is lying in this feeding trough, in this, in this manger. The angel says, hey, that's going to be a sign to you because he is our Messiah what is his name? Jesus, which means he's going to save us from our sins. Think about the foreshadow of this whole thing. Here is the perfect lamb of sacrifice who is swaddled and lying in a manger. Just as these shepherds would take a little lamb and swaddle them and, and prepare the lamb for sacrifice, so too Jesus is swaddled and lying in a manger pre being prepared for sacrifice in Jerusalem. 
Now it's going to happen three decades later. But what an amazing picture of what God is doing. That he is bringing the perfect, spotless lamb into the world in a stable pictured as a swaddled baby lying in a manger. As we celebrate this season, can I remind you this is all about Jesus. And yes, while we are celebrating the birth of Jesus, let us never forget the fact that the birth of Christ is to lead us to the death of Christ. And there's this beautiful foreshadow here in the book of Luke of these shepherds who were reminded that here is this baby who is your Savior. He's the Messiah you have been waiting for, and he will save you from your sins. But he's going to be the perfect sacrifice who's going to be taken to Jerusalem and killed and hung upon a tree. And just like year after year after year, the little lambs were taken to Jerusalem and killed as sacrifices, there's going to be the perfect sacrifice the sacrifice for once and for all that is going to be made in Jerusalem three decades later on our behalf. And it's because of this sacrifice that we will be saved from our sins. So tomorrow, tonight, as you are celebrating the incarnation, this advent of, of God coming to earth in a form of a little babe and, and growing up, let us not forget that the whole purpose of the Christmas season isn't just the birth of Christ. It's so that God can invade our world as the perfect sacrifice so that he could grow up and die upon the cross so that he can rise from the dead, so he can ascend into heaven, so he can send forth his spirit so that we might be Christians in this generation. Oh, what an amazing God we serve. So from all of us here at Ellerslie, Merry Christmas. Let us celebrate the life, the death, the resurrection, the ascension, and the outpouring of the Spirit this season as we focus on this great advent, the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And let us not forget that his second coming is soon. He is returning for a pure and spotless bride. Oh, oh, what a privilege to live celebrating the reason, truly the reason for this season, Jesus Christ. Have a great day. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder is delivered live and streamed daily Monday through Friday at 8.15 a.m. And our weekend service is streamed at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Join us at live.ellersley.com. We invite you to visit us at the beautiful Ellersley campus in Windsor, Colorado for a day, a week, or an entire season of gospel-centered spiritual training. Learn more at ellersley.com. Thanks for listening.